Welcome to the PITC UK podcast with your host, Daryl Ferns, and her partner in true crime, Tom Ferns. Welcome to the very first episode of the Partners in True Crime UK podcast. So I am your host, Tom Ferns, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Daryl Ferns. So Daryl, what are we going to be talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about the tragic death of Kaylee Anthony. Have you heard about this before? Nope, not familiar with this case so at all. This is a two-year-old little girl, so Oof, that this... might be quite difficult for some people. It yeah. It will probably be difficult for you, but uh, it's crazy. So yeah, just a bit of a warning um, for anyone with, uh, you know, young children. Um, this may be quite upsetting throughout. Um, again, as I've said, I'm not familiar with the case, but you know, I can imagine anything to do with young children like that is not not the nicest thing to be talking about. But exactly, and we will, I will probably go not not in lots of detail, but into some detail of like her death and how she was found. So yeah, so just a pre-warning um, before we get into it. So. Um, so yeah, let, let's get into it then. Right, so we're going to talk first about Kaylee's mum. Um, her name's Casey Anthony. They're quite I, quite confusing names because they, they're quite similar. They're very similar. So um, yeah, Casey uh, is the mum, and she was born on the nineteenth of March, nineteen eighty six, in Warren, Ohio, to her father George, who was a former Trumbull County Sheriff. And her mother, Cindy, who uh, is a registered nurse. Um, and Casey has an older brother named Lee, who was born, I believe, in 1984. In 1987, the Anthonys left Ohio and relocated to America's Paradise. Uh, can you guess where that might be? I'm going to say California. <laughs> Orlando. Wrong. Orlando. Orlando, yeah. Okay. It was one of the two. Yeah. After uh, Cindy convinced George to leave the police force to find something that would bring in more income so that she could stay at home with the kids. Wow. I mean, that's a, I think he served 10 years on the police force and that's that's quite a long time to just give it up. Yeah, so that's it's a, a career, it's a career it? yeah. Um, Spending that, that long with, you know, particular... You know, even if it was just a normal everyday job, you know, spending 10 years with a company is, you know, it, yeah. it's it's definitely, uh, mustn't mustn't have been easy for him to, no, to leave that and, job. And he, he definitely struggled, you know, afterwards trying to find work. Um, while in Orlando, he got a job in pest control and that was pretty much what he was doing then until he was forced to retire um, due to reoccurring knee injuries. But I do believe that he set up a business that failed um before the pest control job and yeah other careers that just were unsuccessful really so yeah that was probably wasn't the best thing for his his wife to convince him to do but growing up Casey was described by her father as being an energetic and intelligent child she was a popular girl who excelled at sports such as volleyball and football or like soccer but it's football yeah <laughs> um and to the outside the Anthony's seem like the perfect all-american family uh but once casey started high school a friend started noticing that she began lying compulsively 
uh, even being described as a habitual liar by her friends um, and a troubled human. I think we all know someone. Oh yeah, that's a habitual liar. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all meet those types of people at some point in our lives, and it, you know, usually a lot of the time, if they are a close friend, you just sort of put up with it for yeah. a long period of time, and you know, and you just sort of almost pander to them a little yeah. bit. I think you know, I think it's in human nature, unless you've got that that type of personality that you know calls them out on on their crap. And it wouldn't be me. I just go along with you it. You go along with it, yeah, yeah, and just be nice. But yeah, um, yeah, I think we, we've all got someone in their lives and. If you don't, then you're that person more than likely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm, I'm going into this because this does. I'm going into this because this does play a part in the uh, in the later stages of the case. So uh, in a senior year, Casey stopped attending classes and it was only when her parents attended her graduation that they realised she was several credits short. When confronted about this, she lied, saying the school enrolled her into classes that were half credits without telling her. And her parents just didn't bother to question this. They didn't ask they the school. They just took her on they, they, Yeah, they, they just took her word for it and uh, went along with the story when family and friends asked uh, and they would just tell her that, that story that Casey had told them. They even threw her a graduation party, even though she didn't graduate. Wow. So it seems to me like the parents are very enabling. Oh, they, they, again, uh, yeah, they've pandered to her life, yeah. Yeah, um, and it did read as well, um, but I couldn't get anything to back it up, really, that um, uh, her father was known for being a bit of a, a billy. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> a bullshitter. A bullshitter. Um, so maybe they just didn't see anything wrong with what with, with what she was doing but yeah um so after high school she continued to live with her parents uh, while she worked a job at a kiosk at universal studios so that's like that's quite a cool job that's a cool job yeah i don't think she worked for universal studios directly but it was like a an associated company with, yeah, within Universal. Yeah, within, yeah. Um, and it was there that she met a boy called Jesse, who fell in love with Casey at first sight, and they later become a couple. Um, and around 2005, some of Casey's and Jesse's family began noticing that Casey was carrying a little extra weight. She was a slim and petite girl, so they questioned whether she was pregnant, and obviously she denied it. Um, but I'd, I'd be fuming if yeah, like, someone people were saying yeah. to me, like... You're looking a bit <laughs> chunky. Yeah, um, but I think like when someone is that slim and then they just have a belly, like it's obvious. Yeah, I think that's that's usually it's either that or something more serious, isn't it? Oh I think, God, you know, yeah. it's uh, but yeah, that's probably the best kind of situation. <laughs> um, you know, especially if it's just in the the tummy area, it's not. Usually... And, and like she would like openly tell like family when they asked, she's a virgin. I just think that's really strange. Again, like, it com- comes back to her, what it sounds like as her personality and her, you know, n- telling lies, I suppose, you know, it's, it's one of those. Well, eventually, around seven months, she admitted to her boyfriend and parents that she was, in fact, pregnant. Um, So, yeah, she waited until seven months. Um, She told Jesse that he was the father, but he didn't think the dates added up. Um, they hadn't been together that long, and for it to be seven months... Obviously, yeah, he was a little bit puzzled um, by that. 
but whenever he brought it up she'd get annoyed and upset and Jesse would eventually drop it which again is just pandering to that sort of personality isn't it yeah absolutely um in mid 2005 Jesse and Casey decided to take a break from the relationship but he attended Kaylee's birth and soon after they rekindled so we'll go into the birth of Kaylee. So Kaylee Marie Anthony was born on the 9th of August 2005. Jesse took a paternity test but ultimately bonded with Kaylee before the results come back. And when they eventually came back stating that there was 0% possibility of him being the father, wow. he realised it didn't matter. He still saw her as his daughter and he even wanted to adopt Kaylee um, at the beginning. What guy? And literally, yeah. what a guy. Um, can you imagine? He was already that child's father yeah. to him. Yeah, I think, you know, if if I was in his shoes, um, you know, I can't imagine what he was going through. You know, his instincts were correct, obviously, you know, putting... Yeah, you know the, the timeline together and, and and saying how can you be seven months pregnant and it be mine um so obviously i think he already knew that and obviously with the trouble of the relationship breaking up prior to um the baby's birth you know then that that sort of indicates that it wasn't a strong relationship anyway um well they were only kids anyway i think that's she it. was only 17 yeah and, and he uh, probably around the same age so yeah th- that's the thing it's 17 you know you, you don't know whether you're coming or going you don't know what what life is about no. um you know you think you do i think that that plays a big part at 17 18 you think you know what's right for you and 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 what you want to do with your life and you know but for him to step up you know and and, and want to show straight away that he's there to support the baby you know all props to him and and, and respect to him definitely so the actual identity of Kaylee's father isn't known. Um, Casey, a few times, has told different stories about who the father could be. I think the most prominent one, um, she names a friend and colleague of hers at Universal Studios. Um, Josh is the dad, but unfortunately he died in a car accident not long after Kaylee was born. But Josh's existence has never been proven. Right. So take that as you will. Um. Cindy, who is um, Casey's mum, has previously stated that Casey told her an old friend of hers called Eric Baker was the father after a one-night stand. But strangely enough, he actually did die in a car accident. Wow. Like, he is a legit person who died in a car accident. So whether she was sort of, like, using this Josh person and, like, moulding him on Eric. Yeah, that, that's, that does sound... Sound more more of the case. It's believed that Casey herself wasn't and isn't sure who who is Kaylee's biological father. It's oh, for a seventeen year old not to know. Sorry, I'm not judging, but <laughs> on the thirty first of December two thousand and five, Jesse and Casey got engaged. Um, but it ended soon after. Um, because Casey would accuse Jesse of loving Kaylee more than her, which imagine yeah i think you know there's always that that sort of like jokey conversation who do you love more 
But, you know, it's completely different types of love. And I think, you know, you think about, like, the love for a child. child. Yeah, you can't can't be jealous of of your child because primarily, as soon as that child is born, whatever relationship you had is second Mm -hmm. because you have to look after another human being. we, We say this all the time. Like, I say to you that I love you more than anyone in the world and you say it to me and then it's like, what about the kids but it's it's separate it's a different it's, it love. is it is different it's completely different yeah. and i think you know if you develop it and i'm not saying that her feelings are are wrong you know i suppose you can be jealous of of anyone really um but it, it's yeah it, it can be that yeah, that's that's a bit mad. Yeah. It obviously got crazy. too much because um, yeah. they separated and um I watched a, an interview with Jesse um, and he does seem like a really really honest, lovely guy. Um and he says that the real reason Casey called off the engagement was due to pressure from her parents. So he believes that they and in particular Cindy were afraid Jesse would take control of Kaylee and basically take her away. So, like, move and start their life away from uh, Casey's parents. Right. Now, this makes sense because Cindy has reportedly described Kaylee as not being Casey's child, but belonging to all of us. That's strange. It is strange. Very strange. I wish people would say that about our kids. I know. <laughs> <laughs> wish that was the case yeah, it, um, it's but everyone's no, it, responsibility it, it, but... yeah of course and I think you know and there is some families that are like that you yeah, know especially it's, it's you know lovely. I do think it is lovely I think with it with us still living at home and yeah. you know the baby being there they can sometimes grandparents can develop that bond of having yeah. another child almost especially when I think when you're like a teen mum as well especially yeah, like... that's it they, they sort of take a lot of control over the situation because they don't expect you know the the young mother or young father to step up yeah. so they automatically go into parent mode you know again you always remember that series teen mum you saw it a lot there, yeah. um, you know, where grandparents would get heavily I just involved. Couldn't, I couldn't imagine my mum doing that. No, it's, <laughs> it, it's one of them, isn't it? Because, again, you know, we were a little bit older. We had our own place, so we had our own space. And, you know, it, it's the responsibility does fall on us as parents, you yeah. know, a lot more. Where When you're living under somebody else's roof, it tends to automatically happen in that way. Yeah, I do. I do understand it, but I think it just goes to show Cindy's character that she is yeah. quite a controlling person. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. In general, anyway, um, she allegedly even threatened to seek full custody of her granddaughter, um, calling Casey an unfit mother, which, in the interview I watched, she denied. Um, she started describing uh, Casey as a good loving mum who doted on Kaylee. Um, and reportedly never raised a voice, which I I don't think that proves that you're a, a good mum. But no, you can you can still, well, this is my opinion. You can still raise your voice and still be a good parent. Of, of course, I think sometimes you need to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and Kaylee was described as an easy baby who was always happy, which can't relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <clears throat> so um, at this time, Casey and Kaylee were still living at home with um, 
Casey's parents, Cindy and George, who provided them both with everything they needed and wanted. Um, so that they're kind of like she's Casey's kind of living the dream there. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> all the help she wants. So uh, on the 9th of June, two thousand eight, Casey moved out of her parents' home with her daughter. Um, and Casey's brother Lee allegedly told Jesse. Um, that Cindy and Casey had a big fight the night before over Casey, Casey supposedly stealing money from her grandmother, which apparently ended in Cindy choking her daughter. Wow. Um, of course, Cindy denies this. Um, Casey told Cindy that she was going to stay with an ex-boyfriend called Ricardo Morales. Um, so this is getting into the bit of the timeline now, the disappearance. So okay. So we need to try and remember these dates. The 15th of June... Kaylee's videotaped with her grandparents at an assisted living facility where Cindy was visiting her father. Um, later that day, Cindy swims with um, with Kaylee at their home pool later. Um, and then when they were finished, apparently Cindy removed the ladder and closed the gate of the pool. So, on the 16th of June, which was the, the day after... Um, this is the day that, that Kaylee disappeared. There was activity on Casey's MySpace and AIM accounts. Oh my God, remember those. <laughs> um, that morning, um, George actually testified in court that Casey left home around 12.50pm, but her mobile phone pings, proving she was at the residence until 4.11pm. Uh, at 2.49pm, a Google search is made on the Anthony's family desktop computer misspelling the words foolproof suffocation the user clicks on the article promoting foolproof ways to die there's no way to know who who it was who visited yeah, the yeah. site um at 2 casey answered a phone call from jesse um jesse that it goes on to state that the conversation was abnormal and casey was telling him that her parents were divorcing and that she had to find somewhere to live which she wasn't living with her parents at this point anyway. So, who knows. Um, she then takes an incoming call from her father that lasted only 26 seconds. At 7.54 on the same day, Casey and her boyfriend, Tony, are seen entering a blockbuster video store. Kaylee is not with them. And on the June the 20th, 2008, Casey's captured partying at the Fusion nightclub and participating in a hot body contest. Uh, and around this time, she also goes to get a tattoo. So there was a four-day difference between them being in this Blockbuster store. Right, so, yeah, the day they were in Blockbuster was the 16th and then she's out partying on the 20th. Okay. And since the 16th, nobody has seen the baby. Right, okay. Um. And then we're going straight into mid-July, a whole month after Casey and Kayla left home. The Anthonys found Casey's car abandoned in an Orlando car park around the same time. Um, Casey was claiming to be out of town staying with a friend. Her bag and Kaylee's car seat were in the vehicle. The Anthonys got the car towed and noticed there was a strong, terrible odour inside uh, when they opened it. An inspection of the car revealed a plastic bag containing rubbish. And then in a panic, obviously you would, you would panic. Cindy tracked Casey down, um, staying with 
at her ex-boyfriend's apartment but Kaylee again was nowhere to be found Casey explained that she was with her nanny so Kay she's saying that Kaylee is with her nanny a woman called Zaneda Fernandez Gonzalez which they call um Zanny for short um Casey then eventually breaks down admitting she hadn't seen her own daughter since they left a month ago and claimed that Zanny the nanny kidnapped her uh, in desperation, Cindy calls 911 to report Kaylee is missing and potentially kidnapped. The sheriff's deputies respond immediately and take Casey out to look for her missing daughter. They went to three buildings where Casey claimed the nanny lived, but they were all dead ends. Casey even walked the police through her workplace at Universal Studios when they asked to see her office. She finally came clean and admitted that she didn't actually work there anymore. She lost a job two years previously after not returning from maternity leave. Wow. But lied to everyone by pretending to go to work every day. That's insane. <laughs> In reality, she'd leave Kaylee with her parents or friends or anybody that was willing to take her and uh, just go shopping. Go about her life. Yeah, just yeah. go shopping, go get her nails done. Um, and, you know, she was living for free at her parents so i guess they didn't really question where the money was coming from to pay bills because she wasn't paying anything yeah and the parents paid for everything for kaylee so that 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 makes it easier for for her to live the lie i suppose i mean two years can you imagine time, two yeah. years of pretending to work somewhere and not, not. <laughs> yeah so you can probably tell where this is going now. On the 16th of July, Casey was arrested and charged with child neglect, making false statements and obstructing an investigation because she was just sending them on a wild goose chase she, looking yeah. for this Zanny person, Zanny the nanny, um, that she, to places that she wasn't at. Um, and obviously, you know, it's been a month it's, it's a long time, yeah. The, the child's not been daughter. seen, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the, uh, she was denied bail um, on the 17th of July and the judge, the judge stated that she showed a woeful disregard for the welfare of a child. Which so she just didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, the sheriff's office searched Casey's car and took several items of evidence. Um, and around that time, she hired her legal attorney, attorney called um, Jose Baez. So we're going all the way to the 21st of August now. Um, a bail bondsman called Leonard Padilla paid Casey's $500,000 bail. She was fitted with uh, an electronic monitoring device. Um, but a few days later, she was arrested again for writing checks worth nearly $650 from a friend's account. Wow. So, I mean... You, she just you, doesn't you, stop, you, does she? No, you've just you've just been arrested for the disappearance of your daughter and, like, you're still... Trying to cut corners and, <laughs> and break the law, yeah. <laughs> Um, on the 5th of September, then her parents posted a $500,000 bond and Casey was released again with another um, electronic tag. Uh, and then it was around this time that the family apparently refused to take lie detector tests. These were offered both by the FBI and the local law enforcement and none of them uh, would do it. So n n not a single member of the family? Not a single member of the family. Wow. Which... Sometimes when you think about it, 
would you? They're not accurate. Yeah, but still, if you, if you're innocent, then you know. Yeah, but it it can give false readings. Yeah, and so... then if you are innocent and it comes back that there's like a chance that you could be lying, then you're screwed. Yeah, that's true. Because it's they still will look at you as a suspect. The more you deny it, though, the the you know the more suspicious it's going to look. Yeah, I just don't know like where I'd stand with that because, yeah. and it, like if you're anxious, then that can affect the test. And like, yeah, are you going to be anxious doing a lie detector test? I think yeah. whether you're innocent or guilty. Um, but yeah, that was seen as quite suspicious. Uh, on October fourteenth, Casey Anthony um was indicted by a grand jury on charges of first degree murder aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter of a child and four counts of providing false information to the police. At that point, she faced the possibility of the death penalty. Um, But this was dropped in December and then was reinstated in April of the next year. So there was a lot of back and forth on the death penalty. Um, I don't know how you can seek the death penalty when there's no evidence that the child is dead. That's it. I was going to say, because like, by this point, you know, there's not been any mention that, no. that a body's been recovered or, you know, any any DNA or anything, you know, from Imagine the car. Or... you put this, this mum up for death and she dies and then like 10 years later, this kid comes out the woodwork like, yeah, I was just... <laughs> with an auntie <laughs> yeah. or I was with a cousin or... Yeah. Put um... up for adoption. But, but but it was it was dropped and then it was it was reinstated so it did stand. Um, she pled not guilty. Um, and obviously her parents stood by her. Um, and their attorney Brad Conway believed that uh, Casey had nothing to do with her daughter's disappearance because in his opinion there wasn't any physical evidence, so there was no fingerprints, no DNA. Um, and then eventually goes on to be no cause of death. Um. And, yeah, he basically just states that there's holes in the state's case against Casey, which I think at this point... With the lack of, you yeah. know, again, it comes down to, you know, again, I, I, I'm not as as familiar with, with murder cases as you are, um, but the ones that we have seen, generally, if there's no body mm-hmm. and there's minimal evidence to tie someone to a murder... The case generally gets thrown out. Yeah, that that's the thing. You, you need to have, and like even circumstantial evidence in most cases isn't enough. You have to have like definitive physical proof. Yeah. That this person did this to this person. Um. Especially with the way the Americans, uh, America's sort of system works as well, where you know that they're very much. And correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that. If you go through a court case and you get found not guilty, they can't try you for the same crime. Yeah, double jeopardy. I think yeah. It's called yeah. So, you know, I think the the police over there, as you know, as you hear all these dodgy cases that have gone on, you know, throughout the years, they have to have they have to be certain that something happens before they can go into a court case. You know, if they've just got you know, circumstantial evidence, that's never going to be enough, especially in this case. And that, that's just from my opinion, is that so far they've not given anything, you know. I think all they're basing off at this point is, is that, that the child's missing. She's a bad mum. Yeah, Like, she it. doesn't yeah, yeah. know where her kid is. That's it. And, 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 yeah, that's awful. 
and it, it is. is awful like to leave it a month to go out partying and all that kind of stuff while you don't know where your child is i mean she didn't even tell her parents that that a, a kid was miss, missing at this point but i mean is, is she a murderer or is she just like a really shitty mum yeah <laughs> again at this point as it stands it's just a really shitty mum without without evidence to prove that she's murdered this child yeah that that she's just a shit mum well anyway on the 11th of december 2008 skeletonized remains were discovered a couple of blocks away from the anthony's home in a wooded area uh, by a utility worker um and unfortunately they were later revealed to be that of two-year-old kaylee marie anthony um, the Orange County Sheriff's Office obtained a warrant and searched the Anthony residence. Um, and it, it was around this point that George, um, Kaylee's grandfather, was hospitalised after threatening to commit suicide due to just the media frenzy. And then obviously his granddaughter's death and his daughter's arrest. Um, police say that they found a lengthy suicide note from him. And that, like, it, I, I understand <laughs> exactly the pressures of that must be again. You can't imagine it. You know, there's not even a, a feeling in the world that that must compare to, you know, what's gone on. Mm. Um, you know, with, you know, the way the media is and and the hound. I mean, you did and... the media and like the the local residents were awful. Did there was protests outside the Anthony's house for months on end, calling, uh, Casey a baby killer, and they were. They couldn't go anywhere, the Anthony's. Like, it was right outside the house. And that I think that's what happens when you, you've you already in your mind convicted somebody before. Well, again, it's, it's, and... that's the way the world is. Um, that's the worst thing you can be called, like a baby 100%. killer. Especially if it's your baby. 100%. So there's no turning back from that if she was found to be innocent. That's it. You, you're tarred with that brush. And again, you know, without knowing the outcome of... of of this this case you know you see people getting you know falsely accused of things and it ruins people's lives it ruins careers at this point and probably still now to this day she was known as the most hated woman in america wow that's a it's a big tag is it uh, it (laughs) i can think of a few people (laughs) yeah um so when they examined Kaylee's body, uh, they noticed that her mouth was tightly taped shut with duct tape and her remains were stuffed into two plastic bags. A skull was detached from her body. Um, the coroner ruled Kaylee's death as a homicide by unknown means because it was too decomposed to determine an actual cause of death. Oof. So she was already completely skeletonized, obviously. Florida is a really hot, humid, yeah, hot yeah. place, so it's bound to happen. Um, and, you know, he looked at the circumstances of how the body was found to determine the homicide. Um, these factors included where it was hidden, the existence of duct tape, and the delay in reporting Kaylee missing by her mother. So, yeah, people can argue, how do you know that she was murdered? she didn't duct tape her own mouth and cut her own head off and put herself in plastic bags. Like, it's obvious that this was a yeah, it, There's it, no it, doubt about that. No, there's, there is definitely not. You know, those circumstances, it's... It, 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 
you know, open and shut. It, it's yeah. it's very much murder. So now we'll get into the investigation and sort of the evidence and then the court case. So on May 24, 2009, the prosecution stated they believe Casey Anthony used duct tape to suffocate Kaylee. Um, the defence, however, contended that the child actually drowned in her grandparents' swimming pool and then it was covered up by George. He denied this under oath and he also denied claims that he'd sexually molested and abused Casey as a child. Jesus. <laughs> What what did I, what were they described as at the beginning? Like the, I know, the, the all American family, family, yeah. You know, again, you you see on the news all the time. Mm. You know, it with these these harrowing stories of you know what you believe to be you know this perfect family from the outside. You know, and and there's a lot of dark dark backstories to these families. You know that that they hide away or they pay people to hide mm. away. You know. It happens all the time, and and again, you know, I don't know this family. I don't know what's happened. I don't know anything about this, but you know, it you see you do see a lot of it, and and again, also, you know, false accusations. Yeah, you as just, we've you just don't said, know you, where you, to draw the line. That's like, it. There was all at this point as well. There was also um, accusations that uh, Kaylee's brother was the father of Kaylee. Casey's brother was Casey's brother. Yeah. Wow. Oh God. Uh, The DNA test come back that he wasn't, but like, just yeah, you had to get a DNA test to prove that. Yeah, like. mm. (laughs) What does that say? (laughs) Exactly. Um. So officers at the scene where Casey's car was discovered abandoned, um, claimed in court that they could smell human decomposition, um. And an FBI forensic scientist said that a single hair removed from the car matched hairs from Kaylee's hairbrush and had root banding, which apparently is consistent with a decomposing body. Um, but apparently this technique is branded unreliable by some experts. Because so... people have dead hairs, you know, on their head for, you know, for a while. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand fully how it works, but I imagine it dead hair isn't it i think you know hair that's fallen out or whatever it might be but again i may be way off there yeah, but I, th- I think it's some sort of like something happening to to it from being decomposed yeah <laughs> i didn't really look too much into it i didn't want to like come across like pictures yeah <laughs> avoid that you, you just never know it's like when you google spiders and then you're yeah <laughs> inundated with horrible pictures um Right, so some, apparently as well, some chloroform was found to have been present in the vehicle. So they they tested for chloroform um, and apparently it was present in the vehicle. But again, this is argued by some scientists that, you know, one, the, the process of testing for chloroform isn't an exact science and two... Uh, some cleaning products leave traces of chloroform as well. Okay. Um, but like, why have you been cleaning your car? Well, yeah, that that <laughs> because does, that does how pose many that times question. have you you like cleaned your car with like actual chemicals like on the inside? Once. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, once. Actual like chemicals, and also as well, someone else was saying that um, 
there's chloroforming chlorine like for chlorinated chlorinating for, for your pool, pool so whether yeah. they've bought chlorine and it's spilt in the car and then that's where the trace is from the thing is basically is that you couldn't prove that it was actual chloroform, chloroform. That, yeah that's been found Dog handlers stated that the dog smelled decomposition in the Anthony's backyard, um, in Casey's car, and in Kaylee's playhouse. Um, software analysis experts stated that numerous searches were made on the family computer that included how to make chloroform, and that chloroform was entered into a website 84 times on March 31st. Someone had also searched for the words neck and breaking. CSI investigators found similar maggots at the crime scene and in Kaylee's car boot, um, and others found flies related to decomposition in the car. It's not looking good. No, no, definitely not. It's it's all pointing to to where it needs to be as far as you know, abandoned car and all mm-hmm. all the other signs. Yeah, and that I mean the maggots like yeah. oh you, no. Uh, on June 15th, 2011, the defence made a motion to acquit Casey due to insufficient evidence. They argued that no blood was found in Casey's car and there were no incriminated stains, incriminating stains on her clothes or DNA found in the car. They also argued that no dirt from the crime scene at the Anthony's home nor the neighbour's shovel that Casey had borrowed previously to dig up roots, um, that there was no dirt on any of those. That doesn't mean anything though, because again, yeah, fair. Well, I suppose there would be dirt in the footwell, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she buried the body. Yeah. She could have transported the body. But the body wasn't even buried though when it was found. Oh, it was just left. In, yeah, in it the bags. was just in bags. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. Okay then. E- even more so then. Why? Why? The. You know, again, she could have wrapped her shoes mm. in bags. Yeah, <laughs> well, those know. little footsie booty yeah, things. Yeah, you know, there's a number of different things that, that could stop her from getting traces of that in her car. But, mm. you know, you'd do a better job of cleaning up all the other things. I mean, no incriminating stains on the clothes. Like, could you not just wash your clothes? Well, you could change. <laughs> you know, again, if you've... It, Again, ninety nine percent of people who who hide murders. <laughs> you're not going to go around in not, bloody clothes. Yeah, you're not going to go around in those clothes. You could burn them. You could bin them. You could. Unless you're like that guy from uh, oh, what's the movie called with um Batman, Christian Bale. Oh, American Psycho. <laughs> and he yeah, just wears, he just like, shows the... it off. Yeah, no, doesn't he? Just, he wears like the full like. Oh, he wears the plastic. Yeah, <laughs> to cover himself. That's definitely yeah. what I do. If but. I was... it... But again, it, it's one of those things that, you know, that there's a number of different factors that, you know, could well, very well play into the fact that, you know, she wouldn't be wearing those clothes if you'd murdered someone. Yeah, you're not going to, like, walk around in your bloody clothes no, of straight not. after. Of course not. She was too busy doing a hot body contest. Yeah. Um, at the end of June, Cindy Anthony was called um to the stand or recall to the stand sorry where the defense discussed the pool ladder and whether it was or wasn't in the pool the day after kaylee was seen swimming at their home um they also discussed whether kaylee was able to open their sliding glass doors that open into the garden in which cindy admitted that the two-year-old was able to open them so the defense clearly is going which the throw at the throwing casey's own parents under the bus at this point because i don't think they'd have 
a stronger case of anything else because in my mind yeah it that could have happened yeah i mean if, if you go back to um on the on the day of the disappearance casey had like a, a 29 second or something phone call with a dad um and they believed that this was a dad confirming that he'd taken care of taken care of it right so that makes sense i think by that because like 29 seconds that's a really short phone call but the thing for me what 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 concerns me most with that defense story is you know if kaylee had drowned you know she she'd opened the sliding doors Managed to walk to the pool, jump in the pool, and no one's noticed. Yeah, and the and the ladders aren't there as well. The she, ladders she, aren't there. Apparently, so. she took the ladders out. Okay, so even without that, she fell into the pool, drowned. Okay. If that was me, or that was my parents or your parents, they would try and resuscitate, call an ambulance. Mm-hmm call the police you know all these things would happen they wouldn't just go oh well she's dead yeah then if that was their attitude towards it why would you then duct tape her decapitate her and put her in plastic bags it makes no sense Mm. makes no sense you know because again I, i think that the point that the defense are trying to make is that he was trying to cover it up as an actual murder so they were they were making it look like a murder so that she would yeah she would be tried for that murder rather than then be found guilty yeah i mean i don't think that they wanted to pin it on if this was if this theory the defense's theory was the truth i don't think that they intended to you know frame casey yeah for it um but that that's the theory um and I do think that it's quite plausible. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Because they're this sort of family that's like, they want to save face all the time and yeah, they just they, want to look perfect. And yeah. if they were in charge of a child and she drowned, like imagine what the neighbours would think. Oh, on the reputation of the family. Yeah. And, yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah, because this is much better, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, they thought this... Uh, Thought it through very well, yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, I'll go into the fact that apparently George was having an affair. Not that it really matters, but um, the the woman that he was supposedly having an affair with, her name was Crystal. Um, Of course it was. (laughs) Of course it was. She she sounded like a homewrecker. (laughs) With a name like Crystal. No offence to any Crystal. Yeah, no offence to any Crystals that are listening. Um. It was Crystal with a K as well. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> it was. Wow. Um, she she said that uh, that George had allegedly admitted to it being an accident, an accidental drowning, and then he covered it up. But like, why would you cover up an accidental drowning? That just doesn't make any sense to me. Like at all, at all. I don't know. Some people are crazy. Yeah. Um. The Anthony's also testified that it was a tradition to bury all of their deceased pets in the backyard. They'd usually wrap them in blankets and a plastic bag and then duct tape the plastic bag closed. 
That's a pet, not a child. Yeah, but like, do you not think that's a bit of a coincidence? Of course it is. You know, they're, they're saying that to try and, you know... If like, if our, when our fish died, I'll pretend that we didn't just shove it down the toilet. <laughs> if we went in the garden and buried poor little gator, would I use duct tape? No. No? Like, is that like a normal thing to do? Like, to use duct tape? Like, I use duct tape to like fix the hoover. I think if, you know, you're burying a pet, which, you know, is, is a normal thing to do, generally you would do a box or yeah, exactly. a, you know, something along those lines. You wouldn't just do plastic bags So and I, ju- I just find, like, like whatever you do with your pets after they die, like, you know, you might have your way to do it and yeah. other people have this. But what I'm getting at is that, like, it's very similar to how Kaylee was found. Of course, yeah. And that, that's, that's, that was my point, is that, you know, yeah, fair enough, you do that to a pet. It's a bit weird, but yeah, whatever. But you don't just then do that to a child. No. That's that's fucked up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that like just because you've done it to a pet doesn't automatically mean that you're gonna do it to a child. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, if we're following there, that logic and theory, then like our children would be flushed down the toilet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so during the closing arguments of the trial, the prosecution, the prosecution, the prosecution asserted that Casey had intentionally talking about Crystal again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris, any crystals? The prosecution asserted that Casey had intentionally, in, oh my god, can't speak now, intentionally suffocated Kaylee to death by putting three pieces of duct tape over her mouth and face. The alleged motive was that the child interfered with their party and lifestyle um, and spending time with a boyfriend. Which, I mean, come on, like, I, I, yeah. The thing is, right, is that, yeah, when you become a parent, yeah, you miss your friends, you miss the social aspect of going out, you know, every weekend and having, being carefree and living that lifestyle. But primarily it comes down to you made a life choice to have children. Yeah, of course. And that is normal. Yeah. But some people really struggle with that. And I think being 17... No, absolutely, and again, you've you've not you've completely like that period of your life where you are going out partying, that doesn't exist anymore. No, and that's, especially that's gone. You know, with America as well. You know, obviously the drinking age here is is lower than America, and I think that you don't really sort of get to sort of see that properly until you're twenty one. Obviously, you have fake IDs and and stuff, but, yeah, but it, you know, it, it's not the same. Yeah, I was twenty one when I had our first. Yeah. And I was quite content, like, settling down then because I'd been going out since I was 14 or 15. Yeah. And then, obviously, 18, you're old enough to actually do it legally. And then it, it didn't, it wasn't fun then for You me lose the anyway. thrill of it, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I, I can see it happening to... Because she, she, she was quite a, a self centered person and I think you've got to be to be such a, a a liar yeah um so I can see that I do think that it's a it would have been a good motive um for murder absolutely yeah for, for murder of your, your yeah. child um the defense however described the prosecution's evidence as fantasy and instead argued that Kaylee accidentally drowned in her grandparents pool and it was subsequently covered up by George by placing her body in the wooded area making it look like she was murdered um, and then at the end they really um, emphasized the reasonable doubt that Casey killed her daughter um, because 
I guess there was absolutely nothing concrete to to tie her to, to it. To tie her to it, yeah. All this, like the the evidence is there, but it's there's no not, proof she did it. It's not hard evidence yeah, that she yeah. did it. Because obviously that's the first thing you're gonna think is like if you haven't if your daughter's been missing for a month and you haven't reported your child missing, everybody knows that you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Or most likely did it. Yeah, definitely. On the fifth of July, um, after only ten hours of deliberation, the jury acquitted Casey Anthony on all charges. Of first degree murder, aggravated manslaughter of a child and child abuse. Wow. She was found guilty of counts four to seven for providing false information to law enforcement about the existence and pursuit of Zanny the Nanny. Um, Zanny the Nanny. Also, a funny thing about that is um, people that believe that Gacy is guilty um, say that Zanny comes from Xanax because apparently she'd give. Uh, Kaylee's annex to make her sleep. Wow. <laughs> and Zanny's another word apparently for Xanax. I don't yeah, even know what's Well, it must be. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Um, you know, again, even from when you first mentioned Zanny the Nanny earlier on, I just thought <laughs> it sounds like a made up name. It does, but then yeah. there's actually there was actually a woman called um Zandeo Fernandez Gonzalez, whatever she said her name was, and she sued Casey Anthony. For using her name in this, even though that wasn't the specific person she was on about, like the, she she set up a lawsuit because that was actually somebody's name. I don't think she went by Zanny, but yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of John Smiths in the world that have had court cases <laughs> put in there uh, about them. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's mad. Um. So yeah, she had already served a time anyways because she'd obviously been in in jail throughout the trial so uh she was sentenced to a year um but she'd already said she'd it. already said that and a thousand dollars in fines for each of the four counts of providing false information to law enforcement that's nothing if her parents were able to afford a half a million dollar bond but in september judge perry ruled that the casey must pay an additional 119,000 for recalculated costs of the Sheriff search for Kaylee. I don't know why it would cost that much. You don't know why anything costs that much in America. (laughs) (laughs) Get an ambulance out two and a half grand. (laughs) Cut your finger, ten grand. So yeah, that sort of just leaves us where we are today. Um, Still no answers, still unsolved. Nobody knows how poor Kaylee ended up in the situation that she did. Um... I guess now is a good time, really, then, for us to both give our opinions on what we think happened. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, like, where uh, Casey is now. Um, So it's been over a decade since Kaylee's death. And In Touch magazine wrote an article very recently um, stating that 35-year-old Kaylee is now just trying to lead a normal life. Um, it's rumoured she's writing a detailed and definitive account of her life and the tragedy of her daughter's death. So I guess she's got to find some way to pay back that money. I'm sure her parents paid that off. Yeah. Um, Casey Anthony tried to launch her own photography business in 2016, but her company Twitter was deleted and she re- received few photo inquiries and more questions about the trial. 
Um, and in 2020, she launched a private investigation firm in Florida called Case Research Consulting Services, LLC. Um, she stated that the death of her daughter is a closed chapter in her life and her PI business is to help people like herself faced with legal charges. But in 2019, she announced uh, she's working on making a film about the life and death of Kaylee. So in one breath, that chapter's closed and in another, she wants to make a film about a dead daughter. That's crazy. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think, you know, again, the photography business, the PI business, there's a lot of jumping, a lot of, you know, it's, it's like two different ends of the, <laughs> you know, I, I suppose you use a camera as a PI, but that's as close as you're going to get. Um, yeah. it's, it's very, very strange that that's... I think she's obviously... She didn't graduate from school, so <laughs> she's uh, she's trying her hardest, isn't she? No, absolutely. I think, you know, I think it is a good time to maybe have a think, you know, and have a talk about what we think happened and yeah, you okay. know. So, so if you want to give your thoughts and opinions, so my my thoughts, and I'm gonna speak for the rest of probably the whole true crime community, uh, is that this woman killed a baby, um that is the consensus generally around people um which you know she's been acquitted of it so legally she's not guilty but i think she got away with murder i think so too um i think it was very much a planned out sinister thing that that's happened i think that you know it comes down to what we were talking about before she was a young girl thrown into this pregnancy, you know, broke down relationship, potential one night stand that caused the pregnancy. So she's had no consistency in a relationship of any kind. Her parents have took control of the baby by the sounds of things, you know. And if that was the case, why did she take such drastic action? You know, why not allow her parents to adopt her or... Take Why legal does guardianship. Do the things that they do. Yeah, the, the, it is the million dollar question, isn't it? But I think you know, everything points to the fact that this troubled youth has 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 unfortunately murdered her, her own daughter and 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 tried to cover it up. She's obviously not done a very good job of it, but you know. I mean, she got away with murder, so. Well, <laughs> yeah, she's did. she's done the best job of it. Yeah, yeah. you know, but I think you know. All the signs point to her being, you know, guilty, and and as the the worst part is that there's no answers, and no. I think that that is the, you know, as a, as a father of two young children, is the you you want to know answers, and I think you know, but again, by the sounds of things, she didn't want answers, and the, and her parents didn't want answers. And this is the thing I was just thinking about was that she's saying that you know the death of a daughter is a closed chapter in her life, which. You know, it's good that you can move on. But I've listened to so many cases in the past. So many, like 98% of cases where their, their kids have gone missing or have been murdered. And they do not stop until they find the person that did this. They don't say, oh, it's a closed chapter in my life. They will carry on until they die trying to figure out what happened to their loved one. And she clearly hasn't done that. 
she's obviously not pushing for that, but you know, that's that's sort of part and parcel of, of being guilty, I guess, you know. Mm. Um So but... if it wasn't Casey, who was it? Well, obviously there's the parents. That's the obvious one. Um So if it wasn't Casey or the parents <laughs> who's got a reason, a motive to Harm that child. To harm that child. No one. I mean, I guess she was probably hanging around with some shady people, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. But irrespective, you know, even if there was some shady people, they'd hurt her, not yeah, Kaylee. You know, yeah, it doesn't make any I sense. I remember reading other theories that, like, I think it was the same with the Madeline McCann thing, um, that she'd give her some medication to go to sleep, and then. She died. She died and then they panicked and she covered it up with her, with her dad, but who really knows? I don't think we'll uh, we'll ever know. Um, but yeah, so I guess we're going to wrap it up there. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter, uh, which is P-I-T-C-U-K. Uh, and yeah, give us a follow, uh, subscribe and We'll be back soon with another episode. So uh, thank you very much for listening and see you in the next one.